Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and ladies, I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling like you're the one putting in all the effort to make your relationships work? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button and find out how you can get men to do their part. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited for today's show as we actually have four guests on the show. That's right, all four guests from earlier in the week have provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't, we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. On Monday's show, we had speaker and writer Courtney Walsh, and she shared with us an incredible story of how following your yes plays out between two people pleasers, as well as what has led her to have a life that's a yes to yes experience. Courtney, I would love it if you would just help us out here. I, I, what I'd love to have you do is share with us a story. Uh, let's start here. Let's start with a time when you didn't follow your yes. So in other words, how can this undermine a partnership? And what I'd love for you to do is just share what was that time, what was going on, and, and you know, maybe at the time you didn't even realize you really had a yes. But now when you look back, you're going, wow, that was really clear and I paid no attention to it. So tell us a story about when that happened for you. Okay, so <clears throat> I had a roommate and friend who was actually helping me develop uh, my book, Dear Human, and the empowerment movement, as we've come to call it. And we would have all these um, deep and, and wonderful collaborative and um, companionship conversations and situations about what we'll do when we are on the road and there's book signings and how we'll handle that business partnership angle. And 
I think deep down I felt the friendship was starting to be eaten up by that and that it was going to be particularly hard for me or for both of us to be, you know, such close friends and, and close collaborators. So I didn't listen to my, I think it was more like I didn't listen to my no. My yes would have been to myself and keeping the friendship and my no was that this wasn't a good blending of roles, that, that there was probably a healthier version of separation between roommate slash friend or business partner slash business manager. Um, so I let that go on for a while and she let it go on for a while. And then one day last winter, we had a particularly brutal New England winter and we were at the condo and she said, you know, we just kind of almost had been on each other's last nerve because the pressure was mounting and the book was getting closer to, you know, being out there in the world. And, and I, that was an exciting thing, but it also came with a bit of, you know, well, now how do we steer the ship and, and you know, business, the business stuff. And um, she kind of admitted when pushed, she didn't really want to live together. She wanted to work together. And I kind of admitted when pushed that I didn't really want to work together. I wanted to be roommates and friends. So we both had this like big aha, happy, sad moment of being able to be real with each other, with ourselves and with each other, that this wasn't going to, this had been a fun fantasizing about what could be, but then when it came down to what it really was going to be, that it wasn't her dream. And I didn't want to keep trying to push her or drag her into it further if it wasn't something that was something she deeply wanted or that was a full body yes for her. So we, we admitted that, and that was um, quite a powerful moment. It put a strain on the friendship for quite a while and, and, you know, kind of almost, again, sent us in our separate directions. But it was actually very authentic and beautiful for two people pleasers who really wanted nothing more than for the other to thrive and succeed and do well and thought that we could do that in collaboration around this particular uh, theme when we admitted this wasn't what we really deeply wanted or needed and that it wasn't going to be good for us. It was hard, but it was it was great in a way. Yeah. Well, well let's flip this around then. Let, let's take a look at a moment when, you know, you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us that story. I do that daily. I get in my car, and I feel like I, and I get a pull in my solar plexus of where I'm supposed to go and what I'm supposed to do, and that's the intuitive side of me that I follow you know, down to the point of, okay, I want to go to this beach and pick up sea glass. And then I find, you know, tons of sea glass or sand dollars or, you know, picking up the phone, knowing that there's someone you're supposed to call or picking intuitive intuition is now so woven in my life that my day is a yes to yes experience. It's hard to pull one out and say I followed one, but the biggest one would be continuously following my yes, knowing that I'm a writer and I'm an author and I'm a speaker and that that's who I am and what I want to do and be in the world. That's my biggest yes. It's my biggest driver around yes. I love that example because it gives us that reminder that it's it's literally it's more applicable in your day-to-day little things instead of the big epiphany moments, right? It's like, oh, where yeah, do I want to go today yeah, to go absolutely. look for sea glass? Oh, look, and there's lots of sea glass. It's those kind of things where when we <laughs> yeah. play in that environment, it gets more comfortable. So when we hit the big important things, where we're like, oh my gosh, it's a big thing. What do I want to do? We're comfortable trusting that intuition. What I'm learning is trusting my gut in general. So if it feels nervous and tight around certain situations or energies, that's a no. When it feels open and expansive and my breath is flowing, that's a full body yes. So I really tune into, if you're looking for a practical, tangible, you know, immediately applicable thing, it's look at your, what's your, what's your belly doing? 
is it tight? Is are you how are you breathing? Are you breathing shallowly or deeply? Are you in fight, flight, or freeze? How how are your uh, adrenaline or dopamine or serotonin, you know, channels running? Are you feeling safe? Are you feeling threatened? That is the best way to, in my opinion, to discern your yes. Some people will feel it more in the heart region in the chest, but I'm pretty sure that it it shows up in the heart and in the belly, physically in the body. Yeah, because I mean, there's a reason it's called a gut feeling. Yeah, that's where we. It resonates for most of us. So yeah, it's learning what that is for you. So thank you for sharing that today. Sure, my pleasure. On Tuesday's show, I had the distinct pleasure of interviewing love and relationship expert Ariel Ford. And she told us that she really follows her intuition all the time. But there was this one time with her husband. Ariel, would you help us illustrate how, well, you know, if you don't really follow your guess or your instincts, that, that gut that's driving you and giving you guidance, when you don't follow it, it can actually undermine your your partnership and your relationship. So would you share a little story about a time in your life when you didn't pay attention and look what you got? Well, you just triggered a memory because um, <laughs> um, I always follow my intuition, always, and and there was one time when I was asking Brian to do something, and he agreed to do it. We were going to go somewhere, go to some event, and I knew that he didn't really want to go, but he had said that he would go, and so we went, and he was so not happy being there <laughs> that I was like, oh, my God, why didn't I leave him at home? I knew he didn't want to go here, and on the way home, I asked him, why did you agree to do this? Clearly you didn't want to go. And he said, well, because I knew you really wanted to go and you wanted me to go, so I thought I'd give it a try. Mm. And that was the last time I ever did that because <laughs> even though I'm very direct and forceful about what I will do and not do and how I'm feeling about something, he's a giver. I'm a taker, he's a giver. And his desire to make me happy sometimes comes at the price of making him, himself unhappy. And so now that I'm aware of that, if I have the intuition, oh, he doesn't really want to do this, I'll just say to him, why don't you sit this one out? I, I know this; these aren't your people or this isn't your kind of thing. And uh, I, that's really helped a lot, knowing that. Yeah, that's, that's such a great example because I'm sure everyone listening has done exactly that at one time or another. Well, let's flip this around then. Take us to a moment in time when you had that clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it, and what did it lead you to? Well, it happens every day, you know? I mean, really, literally, uh, I, there was a proposal that I had promised to write somebody, and I was supposed to deliver it on February 1st. And when February 1st came, I hadn't done it, plus I had gotten bronchitis, so I had an excuse not to deliver it. And then three weeks later, when I was finally better, you know, I came, I, I, did, I didn't want to do the proposal, so I came up with another excuse. And it was due again. And finally yesterday, I wrote to the woman who, to tell her, listen, I, I know I owe you this proposal, and I'm sorry I haven't done it yet. And... You know, and I gave her several excuses about why it wasn't done. And I told her I didn't know when I could do it. 
And then she wrote back and said, it's a good thing you never wasted the time writing it because the people who wanted it don't want it anymore. Something changed and the schedules changed. So there was some part of my intuition that even though I, I, I never foresaw that it wasn't necessary to do it, that I just didn't want to do it. And I kept trusting that it wasn't the right time to do it. I love when I hear those stories because not only does it take you to something that like, oh, and then I was able to do this and do that. Sometimes it saves us from doing stuff that would have been a waste of our time. Which not only would this have been a waste of my time, they also probably would have walked off with a lot of good information that I would have had no control over. Mm. So I really feel that I was protected by my ancestors and angels, the ones who whisper in my ear, no, now isn't the right time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Thank you for sharing that. On Wednesday and Thursday of this week, we got a double dose of Kate O'Brien all the way from Bali, Indonesia. And she shared with us how when a yes shows up, it's kind of like a door opening and you get to decide if you go through it. All right, Kate, if you would do us a favor, help us to kind of illustrate, if you will, how following our yes can either benefit a partnership or not following it can actually undermine it. So I'd, I'd love to start with a time when you didn't follow your yes. You know, maybe at the time you didn't really realize that you had one. But now when you look back, you're going, geez, that was so clear. I had such clear guidance and I didn't even pay attention to it. Tell us what happened and, and what that led to. Several years ago, I was invited to take up a contract with a government organization to produce transformational work with a certain group and the money was excellent and the opportunity seemed excellent and it was you know a great opportunity and yet there was I I was excited and all honesty by the money but not about the process or the uh, situation and I went for it because the I, I just thought it was a great opportunity and I was in the space of you take everything that comes your way and I didn't listen to the, the signals in my body of heaviness and resistance around not wanting to. And so even though the contract, uh, so I, I ended up delivering the entire contract and it just never felt fully like a full alignment for myself. Uh, I didn't look forward to doing any of the sessions. Uh, I kind of had this real tension in my chest as I would show up, but not a, not a, not a fear, which is quite a key difference. Sometimes we have fear, which is the... Um, I'm just about to expand into something new and oh, all the jitteries are coming up. It wasn't that. It was actually like a heavy, dull, uh, I, man, I just, this is not where I want to be. And I hadn't listened to that. I ended up doing the contract right through to the end. In hindsight, I actually learned a lot through the contract. You know, I worked with a group of people who uh, I ha- we had to dig deep and develop a new skill set. So, you know, on, the, on one hand, it was great. But what I did learn from that is it's really important to connect in and actually listen to your internal guidance system. And money isn't everything. Uh, you know, since then, I've said no to, a, to many bigger contracts and a lot of opportunities by listening to that internal guidance system. And actually, I wouldn't have got that lesson without doing that part. Yeah, that's, uh, that's such a great example. And I love the fact that you, you talked about how you know, you could feel it literally. I mean, that's why it's called a gut feeling, right? You there's it shows up in your body. Something mm. doesn't feel good, mm. and there's a reason that's happening. So it's really important that we pay attention to that. Now, what I'd love yeah. to do is is flip this around. So let's take a look at a moment in time when 
you had a very clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you did follow it. Tell us that story. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I traveled to Bali, first time I'd been to Bali, and I was here for four days with my sister. And I was sitting in a tree hut overlooking the jungle in a rice paddy field on day two. And I just felt this overwhelming sensation and emotion in my body. It was intense. And I actually had tears running down my face just with how insane this felt in my body. And I said to my sister, I think we're going to move here. And I went home after the four days. And my husband and two children, we've got a teenager and an eight-year-old, who had never, ever been to Bali before. And I'd only been there for four days. I said to them, uh, Mama's got a crazy idea. And I really feel that it would be a neat opportunity to move to live in Bali. And I said, but I want each of us, I want you know, everyone to be a yes for us to go forward. And you can take as long as what you want to do your research or do whatever you need to do to um, make, come up with your yes or no. So everyone took their time. Uh, my eight-year-old found out there were monkeys there, so he said yes within two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And my daughter, uh, she's 13, she's quite similar to me, she went and done a whole, did a whole lot of research and uh, found out the, the school opportunities and the opportunities there and then my husband just really felt into it and within, I think it was about 12 days we'd booked our one-way flights and uh, six months later we had uh, packed up everything and, uh, on our one-way flight over to Bali and so this is now where we call home and that was following a... Well, I think what I'll say, it was listening to the signals. And it would have been very easy to have used that as a, I see this a lot, to have a moment like that. And either you're too busy not to notice it, or you get busy afterwards and the door closes. It's like we have opportunities where a door opens. And this is what you're talking about with uh, saying a yes, Ken, is that doors open a lot for us. Um, You need to pay attention to see when a door is opening. But you also need to take action before the door closes. I think a lot of us have um, our patterning, and I talked in the previous interview that Ken aired this week about patterning and core conditioning. Uh, What happens is a door opens, but our patterning and core conditioning reaches out for the door handle and it shuts it. (laughs) And we sometimes have the fear that stops us from moving into something that uh, could be incredible possibility, and yet we're too afraid to make that choice for ourselves. So my encouragement to everyone who's listening is, one, pay attention for when doors open. Get familiar, this is number two, get familiar with the sensations in your body which signal to you this is a door opening. And then have the courage, number three, to actually take action while that door is opening. And you and number four, after you've taken action, here's the key, here's the key. If you've done steps one to three, the key is know that your core conditioning will get activated, most likely 99.9% of the time, after you've done the yes, after you've taken action, will the fear will arise. And things will come up to kind of keep you safe. You know, it's it's trying to keep you safe. That's the thing. And so know that that's okay. And so you don't need to get the whole buyer's remorse thing going on or have to pull yourself back into an old way of being or second guess yourself or uh, make changes because of that old fear. And that's why people stay inside of their box and really live lives that at the end, uh, I was a registered nurse, palliative care for a number of years, looking after people at the end of their life. Every single time I heard stories of regret. 
And, you know, uh, I see a lot of people who are living lives that are just half-lived get to the end of their life with regret. And I believe that a big key of that is they haven't learned how to listen to those yeses. They haven't learned how to notice when a door is open. They haven't learned how to take action when that door is open. And they haven't understood that after the door is open, after they've taken action, that what gets triggered is just a safety mechanism. That's all, darling. So just keep going. Keep paying attention. Keep expanding through it. Thank you for that that visualization of your uh, core conditioning grabbing the door and trying to close it again because mm. it, it does it it's our it's how we're built it's self-preservation but so when it happens that's not mean something wrong if it didn't happen you wouldn't be functioning properly that's gonna happen yeah it's a matter of going hmm but if i never went through any of these doors i'm stagnant i'm just stuck here and that's when, you know, we get to the end of our lives, like you said, and there's the, all these regrets because you get to that point and you recognize all the yeses you didn't pay attention to. Mm. And then you go, oh, I had so many chances to do whatever it was. I didn't do them. It's kind of like the way when, you know, if you have a relationship that breaks up and as soon as it ends, all those red flags you blew by earlier suddenly are really clear. It's mm. the exact same thing happens with our yeses. So thank you for that fantastic illustration of what it was like to, to actually follow it and, and what can happen and what's going to happen when the door opens it's going to stir stuff up mm, absolutely yeah thanks kate pleasure pleasure thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes and for you listening i invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingapartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.